This episode is brought to you by HBO Max's The Last of Us. Starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. 20 years after modern civilization is destroyed, a hardened survivor is hired to smuggle a 14-year-old girl out of the quarantine zone. From the Emmy award-winning creator of Chernobyl and the creator of the acclaimed video game comes the new HBO original series, The Last of Us. Premiering January 15th at 9 p.m. on HBO Max. Today on CityCast Chicago, when we first met the host of Paseo Bariqua, a podcast by, for, and about the Puerto Rican community, we were moved by his love and passion for Humble Park and Hermosa. So we knew Joshua Smizer de Leon had to show lead producer Carrie Shepard around the neighborhoods Josh has called home his entire life. It's Thursday, December 29th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. What would you say are the geographical touchstones, cornerstones of Hermosa? What streets, when you tell people like, hey, this intersection is Hermosa? Uh, So Hermosa, I guess the best way I can describe it is it's the neighborhood uh, directly west of Humboldt Park and Logan Square and just south uh, southeast of the Belmont Cragen area. Okay. So once you're going, let's say you're on Armitage and once you go west past Pulaski, you're in Hermosa. Okay. But it's basically a little square. It's small. Yeah. It's small. Some people still called Hermo- Hermosa, Hermosa Park or Kelvin Park. They yes. even call it Hermosa. So it's, yeah, it's interesting Because Kelvin dynamic. Park is a big park in the neighborhood. Correct. Okay. Yes. As well as Hermosa Park. They're really nice. Oh, yeah. There's, okay. uh, Kelvin Park's also the name of a high school here in the community too. Explain uh, where we are. Yeah, so right now we're in Segundo Ruiz Belvis Cultural Center, one of my favorite Puerto Rican cultural centers uh, in the city. We only have the two, but they're both my favorite. Um, I especially like Segundo because of the space. Yeah. Um, and it's named after a pretty, pretty prominent uh, Puerto Rican patriot. Uh, he was actually a part of a secret abolitionist movement to free slaves on in Puerto Rico. So he's a pretty significant figure and they do a wealth of programming here. They do film screenings, they do live theater, and they have youth programming. We're actually sitting in a space that they uh, were working on. They're working on to create for youth programming to teach them how to do things like we're doing right now, podcasting. How how long have you lived in Hermosa? Uh, going on two years now. How have yeah. you, in the two years you've lived here with your family, have you seen Hermosa change much? Not as much as Humble Park. Mm. Interesting. Although I do see those same, that same gentrification happening. Uh, you know, looking at the demographics of Humble Park, a clear majority are Latinx, Latina uh, people. Uh, you look at the demographics in Hermosa, you're talking high to mid 80s mm-hmm. of Latina, Latinx people that call Hermosa home. Um, whereas in Humble Park, 50% Latino, you had then, uh, the biggest demographic being, uh, black people, then, uh, an increasing white population. I'd say the same thing in Hermosa. You have an increasing white population. Uh, Hermosa is still very much a working class blue collar, uh, community with roots in the industrial industrialization. Um, you know, we have like the old Schwinn bicycle factory headquarters I, based I here. That. I had no <laughs> yeah. idea. I read that. That's awesome. Yeah. Now I think it's like it's honeybee cider. So for people that are hearing Hermosa for the first time, it's the smallest neighborhood in the city. There's so much history in Hermosa, some beautiful architecture and really strong roots to our blue collar um, 
you know, residents here in the city. Let's get into what people need to do when they come here sure. to Hermosa, Hermosa Park, Calvin Park. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's start. <laughs> people always like to start with uh, what to eat. Sure, yeah. So to eat, there's just one place called Rica Arepa. It's a Venezuelan restaurant. The quality is great. If you've never had an arepa, to my Venezuelan brothers and sisters and siblings, I may not do justice in explaining <laughs> what an arepa is as a Puerto Rican, but bear with me. Picture like a, a, a pita bread with, with different stuffing in it. Uh, that's what an arepa is. But I believe instead of a flour base, it's a corn base. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like ones that I like, there's like 12 plus different variations of arepas you can get for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, those are out of this world. And you just get an arepa and that'll fill you up. Sometimes I have to split it in half because it's nice. so much. Nice. Um, and then they have other entrees, other desserts, great ice latte if anybody likes coffee. Um, so Rica Arepa on Armitage just before Costner, just east of Costner, highly recommend. Um, and then another place if you're looking for dessert or a cup of coffee, there is a Dominican coffee shop on the corner. Um, I can't remember the side street, but this is also on Armitage. It's called Salty Sweet. Okay. If you want iced coffee, hot coffee, they have different variations. It's not like Starbucks, but <laughs> it's a great it's a great menu. And they also have other desserts like crepes, like these supersized waffles, ice cream. So wow. if you have a sweet tooth or you just need a caffeine kick, Salty Sweet would be uh, my recommendation. Um, and again, uh, you can kind of see, even though the majority of the demographics here in, in Hermosa are Puerto Rican and Mexican, we still have Guatemalan influence, Venezuelan, Colombian, Dominican yes. influence. So it's a really cool ecosystem to be in. Nice. Yeah. You said already the two places, Venezuelan and yeah, Dominican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you tell people in Hermosa? Where do you tell them to see? So a couple of things I tell people to see, I mean, obviously Hermosa Park, I mean, if you're trying to get into any activities from volleyball, basketball, softball, it has a lot of great things. Okay. Uh, we have um, a bungalow, we have the, we're part of the bungalow belt. Awesome. And then in 2018, the Hermosa Bungalow Association was welcomed into the National Registry. So if you like history, if you like old Chicago house architecture like I do, um, that's a great space to be in to explore and see some of old Chicago classic bungalows. Uh, and yeah. of course, the famous the Hermosa connection, Walt Disney was born here. Walt Disney's home was there. Yeah. yeah. So it actually used to be a residential home and mm. an association picked it up and restored it back to what it looked like when Disney was living in it. Wow. Um, and the, you can tour it. You can. The So the pandemic slowed things down. They're still reassessing how they're going to do that. Got it. Uh, but they used to do a big celebration on his birthday, on Dis- Walt Disney's birthday. So I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. You can go take a look at it. So those are things. So the park, Walt Disney, the bungalow belt, you know, those are all things I, I highly recommend people see. What do you tell people to do? This is what's hard about talking about neighborhoods in Chicago because I'm going to make somebody upset. <laughs> you know, because they're like, oh, you didn't mention me. Um, Joshua, this is your tour, <laughs> and we get all those other know, tours. Know, we get everyone else. Everyone gets their neighborhoods. Yeah, this is your tour. All right, all right, cool. <laughs> well, being in Hermosa, I mean, one thing I would highly recommend people do is visiting Segundo Ruiz Belvis Cultural Center. Uh, if you go on their social media on their website, they have all types of activities, um, all types of community events. Nice. Uh, and they even do like stuff outside of the community too. Like they'll do uh, community mural projects. They'll do excursions to Puerto Rico. It's a really, I mean, I can't, I can't uh, emphasize enough how 
awesome it is. Yeah, and we're yeah. we're in it right now. Yes. And there's beautiful photographs on the wall. Like you told me before, they're building podcast studios here for teens, and it even extends a couple storefronts down. Right? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. They have a. I mean, they have a beautiful space here. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Is there another thing to do, or you want to hop over to Humble? Let's hop over to Humble yeah, Park. Let's yeah, go yeah, yeah. Let's south. do it. Let's, let's do, 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 do it. Do, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We made it to 2023. But does anybody else feel like you kind of just crashed into the end of the year, and now it feels like the sky's the limit for new beginnings? So you already know what I'm gonna say, right? Now is the time to listen to How to Buy a Home podcast. Buying your first home is a cool New Year's resolution, but it takes a lot of work and it's tough to know exactly where to start. So let host David Sedoni walk you through everything you need to know. Since 2005, he's helped plenty of listeners close on homes they thought were impossible, and he can even connect you to a realtor. Start planning today at howtobuyahome.com and make this the last year you rent. Find How to Buy a Home on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. Humboldt Park is especially important to you, not just as a Puerto Rican, but you grew up there, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. I grew up there, lived in a few homes there, a few apartments there, um, both with my family and with my wife. Uh, I, I'd say the home I lived in the longest uh, as a young gun was across the street from Moose School um, and just behind a restaurant that's no longer there anymore called um, Borinquen, hmm. uh, which funny enough, if anybody likes the Hibarito sandwich, that was actually invented in Chicago by the owner of Borinquen. So needless to say, I ate a lot of Hibaritos <laughs> in my time. Uh, right. But yeah, I grew, up, I grew up right in the neighborhood, not too far from the park itself. If you told somebody you got to eat, these are the two places you got to eat in Humboldt Park, where do you send them? Uh, I would recommend if you're looking for a good drink, go to Esmeralda's Tiki Bar. It's on Paseo Boricua yes. between Western and, and California. Newish, right? Newish. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to say they opened just before the pandemic. Okay. Uh, so they, they've they've been there. They've withstood a lot. Um, and I want to say the owners are Cuban. Great drinks, good ambiance, and what I love about it, even though it's Cuban-owned, they still respect the imprint of the Puerto Rican culture there. So you see a lot of nods to Puerto Rican ancestry, That's imagery. Cool. Uh, they did a really good job being intentional with that space. That's cool. Um, and then, So that's something to drink. That's something to drink. Uh, something to eat. That's a good. I mean, that's a that's a toughie because there's so many good places grew, to eat. There. Is there a place that you grew up going to that's still there? Yes. So one place I went to uh, very frequently was Nelly's. Uh, it's right on the corner, practically on the corner of Western and Division. Um, they have one of my favorite uh, breakfast dishes. It's called avena, which is basically Spanish for oatmeal, uh, and it's uh, they call it avena de coco. So instead of using milk, they're using coconut milk and it is probably the best oatmeal i've ever had in my life i have failed to recreate it i don't know how many times um but they're very good okay yeah yeah. nelly's of course that's at the corner of division i think maybe campbell is it campbell that sounds right yeah Yeah. somewhere one of those okay what do you tell people they gotta they gotta see in humboldt park basel boricua actually does a mural tour Mm, pretty nice. pretty affordable and it's someone from the community that will meet you at a designated location on Paseo and then walk you through the history of the murals uh, on that stretch of land so, That's so cool. the, the thought behind it the intentionality behind it the artist behind it I mean he goes and through he goes through a lot and you can even pick up a map of where all the murals are 
And then if you haven't seen the flags, definitely check out the flag. I mean, you, not every day you have the largest monument to a flag in the <laughs> right, world in right. your backyard. Um, and then uh, I think those are those are really good things. Uh, I mean, the museum is also a beautiful place to see. It's the largest collection of Puerto Rican art. How did you see the neighborhood change while you were living there? And when did you start to see that change? I think I started to notice that change in high school. Um, like I, what years are those? In? So that would have been, thanks, Carrie. Uh, <laughs> that would have been, uh, I want to say 2004 to 2008. Okay. Uh, so Come I on, st- you're I, like, I, you're I know, still know, younger know, than I'm me. I'm still young. I know, I know, I know. Um, I just don't want to admit <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, no, you know, being there, it was, it was interesting. You know, I saw a lot of, um, gang activity. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of community organizing. Uh, I saw a lot of people just trying to keep the lights on. Um, I saw a lot of good things. I saw a lot of bad things. When I started to notice there being a change was when houses start getting torn down and friends started getting pushed out of their apartments, uh, because they weren't going to be able to afford the doubling or Mm. tripling of their rent. Right. Um, And I started to see people that didn't look like me walking down the street. I started to see, and that's my white brothers and sisters for anybody that needs the clarity. Um, And you You saw people who probably look like me. Yeah. Some people that look like you, Carrie. Yeah. We were still a community, but I started to see those demographic shifts. And then as Mm. I grew older, I started to realize that those demographic shifts were the result of my people, my friends, my family uh, getting edged out in favor of a demographic that's more affluent. You know, Joshua, we talk about this with a lot of neighborhoods is the change, how they change and sadly how they push people out. But there does feel in humble as as a, I'm as I will call myself out as a gentrifier. I mean, I can't afford a house there, but, you know, I own a condo there. And, like, it does still seem like the Puerto Rican culture, much like Pilsen with the Mexican community, Little Village, it is still so rich and deep. How do places like Humboldt Park, Hermosa, keep that as gentrification is going to continue? Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to strong community organizing. Mm. Um, I think some people want a magic wand to fix everything, but this is hard work. I mean, if you're trying to advocate for affordable housing, if you're trying to advocate for, you know, if you're you're trying to advocate uh, for anti-gun violence policies, you know, if you're trying to do a lot of stuff that can really make people feel comfortable, rooted in a community, you need to build a coalition with people. Mm. Puerto Ricans had systemically been removed and pushed out of one community after another in Chicago. And it wasn't until they started organizing with groups like the Puerto Rican Cultural Center, you had groups like the Young Lords, which started out as a street gang and then became this huge advocacy um, group, uh, very much in the mold of the Black Panthers, all started doing that community work. And Mm -hmm. we see the fruits of that to this day. Joshua, you are an awesome awesome advocate for your community thank you (laughs) for the puerto rican community for humboldt park for hermosa and you are really demonstrating what you're saying like you got to organize you got to get you know and that is the thing we're a city in neighborhoods you got to know your neighbors and you got to you got to make your neighborhood better i mean just building relationships in your community yes thanks joshua thank you carrie 
We've got more tours of the west side and northwest side for you, including North Lawndale and Garfield Park, Jefferson Park and Portage Park, and Avondale. Check the link in the show notes for more. And remember, we would love to tour your neighborhood with you in the new year. Send us a text or a voicemail at 773-780-0246. Leave your name, your neighborhood, and maybe a couple of your spots. Come on, don't gatekeep. When I pull up in your neighborhood, where do I need to stop? Join us tomorrow when we're headed to a spot that touches a whole bunch of neighborhoods. Hell's chicken, baby. I'm going to talk to y'all tomorrow. Peace. Okay. Make sure we wait for this. Man, something must be going down. Um, I think, honestly, I think it's the weather. Don't you think, yeah. like, we Chicagoans, is so, we drive in it as our as, whole yep, lives, yep. and then as soon as it snows, like, everyone's <laughs> like, I don't know. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, as soon as, uh, yeah, it's like a little bit of snow or rain, people forget people how to freak, drive. They forget how to drive. This is like where we're from. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but definitely places to see. Uh, we have. Um